Welcome to another brand new episode of Take a Shelfie, the podcast about bottle shops and the pints and people you find therein. I'm Jeff Martin, and with me as always is a man who had a really nice job lined up at Buzzline, but then decided he needed to finish his own film, and so he quit. Mark Cohen. I mean, Matt Prince. <laughs> that, that's very offbeat, Jeff. <laughs> well, listen, there's, you know, we are both Broadway people. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, 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 I try to put little things in there so that if any of our listeners ever pick up on what any of my intros mean, maybe they feel a little welcome. So if yeah. Broadway fans out there. That one's for you. Two days yeah. of inspiration playing hooky. I won't do it. I won't do it. <laughs> we would be here for quite a while. Yeah, um, we really would. Matt, we're doing things a little bit out of order uh, this week. We said at the end of the last episode that uh, the next episode was going to be a blind tasting episode. Uh, and we do have that recorded, but we have uh, a situation that we wanted to jump on and talk about. Uh, but before we get into it, uh, what are you drinking? You know, Jeff, I am drinking a beer that we both love. It is Trendler Pilsner from Tired Hands. And, you know. Oh, yeah. you yep. bastard. Yeah. And, you know, it's Tired Hands gets most of their uh, recognition from their milkshake IPAs or their saisons. But they do this wonderful Trendler series, which uh, is all lagers. They do. They have the Pilsner, the Oktoberfest. They have the Schwartz beer, the alt beer. So, um I, I, this, it's, it's, it's an afternoon. Pilsner sounded nice. What are you drinking, Jeff? Uh, I'm drinking fresh AF January from our friends over at Sterling Pig. Um, it's, they're doing a, starting in December, which was sort of an odd time to start a, a monthly release. But uh, I guess that was the pilot and they're continuing forward. They're doing a, a, a new New England IPA uh, every month. Uh, and so this one is, uh, last month's was a uh, pretty straightforward IPA, if I remember it uh, well. This has got sort of like a more herbal quality to it. I don't know if it said that there's juniper in this. Did it? Do you recall, Matt? Yeah, I believe it does. Yeah, and so it's like got sort of like a botanical quality to it. Like, you know, not all the way to gin, but it's uh, it's sort of interesting. It's It's a good one. Yeah, I mean, I, I had it, I had it like right into January. Um, I wish they wouldn't have called it a New England IPA because I do not think it really is a New England IPA. I know that's kind of yeah, you're holding the glass up, and it it's got a slight haze to it, but it reminds me more of like a Midwest IPA, and especially with the juniper. Like to me, it's it's okay. You don't have to call it a hazy or a New New England IPA. You know, the fact the fact that the series itself is fresh AF. I think I like the idea of fresh. I like the idea that, you know, the ingredients are fresh, everything's fresh. And, you know, I think, unfortunately, brewers have to uh, slap on a hazy or, an, or a North, New England or Northeast, whatever you want to, whatever, what have you to, uh, to sell things sometimes. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a, it's a pretty good one. Um, I, I uh, when it comes to the Sterling pig, I don't really don't care about what they choose to label their things as I'll, I'll right. try it. And if it's, if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. I'm supporting my guys. Um, oh, yeah. But speak, speaking of special and limited releases, Matt, we decided to jump on and talk about something today because our brewery, the brewery that we stand, that we talk about more than any other, that, that we love, Trogues, got into a little bit of, uh, little bit of hot water this week. Why, why don't you summarize what happened? So um, if you've heard of Trogues, you've probably heard of Nugget Nectar. They're yearly 
Imperial Amber Ale that they release in uh, January every year. It's always um, an exciting moment for fans of the beer. They usually do a series of first squeeze events where they hand out artwork that uh, local artists have done, really artists from all over the country. I mean, I think I have one on my wall right now from an artist in Asheville, North Carolina. This year, um, well, last year they decided with one of their other beers, Blizzard of Hops, to do a double blizzard. This year, Nugget Nectar was given the double treatment. So they did double Nugget Nectar. Um, and unfortunately, um, Trogues, who doesn't usually do brewery-only releases um, that are hyped up, they, I think they maybe got a little ahead of themselves. And um, so basically, they, they set a pre-sale link that went live a day before the, their Instagram post said it would. And um, a bunch of people ordered the beer this past Sunday when the original post said it would be Monday. So a lot of people missed out on the pre-sale. And um, instead of addressing that issue, they just changed the Instagram post to be Sunday. Try, I, I guess it was maybe to, I don't know if, I, I don't want to say cover up because I, I don't like to think that they're trying to be shady here, but I think that was maybe the way they felt best addressed the issue. And then they released another 504 packs at the brewery on Thursday, which was release day, half of which were sold inside in the general store. The other half were curbside as to not put anyone in the position to have to go inside during COVID. Um, they didn't set a limit. So people were literally loading up on cases and cases while hundreds of people stood in line and a lot of people missed out on beer. And then a lot of people went inside to get crawlers, but it dried up. The, the draft lines, um, dried up real quick. So a lot of people were upset. A lot of people voiced that displeasure on the breweries and PA Facebook page on Instagram, on Trogue's Instagram. And then a couple of days later, they released a statement pretty much apologizing and addressing questions from their uh, patrons about this. Yeah, Matt. So I, I, when you told me about this uh, and how this all went down, it reminded me a lot of that faded trip to Brooklyn. Um, and, you know, we've talked about it on the podcast before, but, you know, quick summary is that on my uh, 35th birthday, Matt's uh, 30th birth month, we went up to uh, we went up to other half, and it was it was just a release. We thought it was just a regular camera release, and it turned out being to be a camera release that was Trillium uh, and Monkish uh, collabs. And we got there f- six hours before the doors opened. We got there at like six in the morning, uh, and we were like seven hundredth in line. And um, we, we waited all day. We waited in the hot sun, and and we didn't walk away with any beer we walked away with some some uh growlers but we didn't get any of the cans uh and we said that day that kind of we were we were done with special releases and and standing in line because we thought that that was handled really really poorly and here we are uh three and a half years later uh and trogues is doing uh a similar thing so you know Obviously, they are not other half, so they can't have learned the lesson, but the beer industry hasn't learned the lesson. Um, and so, I, you know, Matt, I was just sort of thinking about this and how could this be fixed? You know, how could you, I think, you know, there was obviously a perfect storm of um, miscommunication to the social media people, 
uh, and then you know a, a, a poor decision to change the post instead of repost, and then you know COVID makes you know people a little cabin fever, so they might as well take an adventure to go out to Trogues and try and get beer, and 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 Nugget Nectar is great or whatever. But like, how could how could this have been avoided, or how do you like how could this be done better next time? What is for you? the ideal scenario, A, if you were running a brewery or if you were getting in line, you know, what would really make you happy as, as a beer fan? You know, Jeff, I'm glad you asked because as this situation was unfolding, I was kind of following, you know, along very closely from a distance because you and I both really wanted double nectar, double nugget nectar. Um, and our friend Adam, who lives in Lancaster, is also a huge Nugget Nectar fan and had volunteered to pre-order on that Monday morning and then go pick it up on Thursday. So we actually missed the um, the pre-sale and um, we were lucky enough that there was more being released and that Adam did not did not mind going and standing in line. We each have a four pack coming our way. So we're very excited. But I think, first of all, if you are going to do a release, especially during COVID, it needs to be all online. Um, we've seen it with our local hype brewery, Tired Hands. They've shifted everything to online. And they've released some pretty big time beers during coronavirus, to name a few. Double Dry Hop Alien Church and all of its different hop varietals. Double Dry Hop Punch, Double Dry Hop Refreshing, Double Dry Hop Technicolor Splendor, Double Dry Hop... Um, eviscerated pathway, triple dry hopped alien church. The list goes on. They have been releasing, they've kind of re-entered the hype scene after a couple of years of their lines kind of shrinking and, you know, you being able to pick up beer pretty easily. They're back to like big time hype, but it's all online. So, you know, you go on, you order your beer. There's an, there is an allotment most of the time. There's a limit and then that's it. You need to have a limit. There has to be a limit. Because when you don't limit things, you have a bunch of people who will buy up the product and then a lot of people who never get to experience it. And to me, how is that a win for the brewery if only, you know, X amount of people get to experience the beer? Yeah, that's point number one is the allotment. Um, because you can go, listeners, several episodes back uh, and we'll we've talked about hype before and, and the trade market. There's no, like, no one needs a case of double nugget. No one needs a case of double dry hop alien church. Unless, like, you're a guy there representing six of your friends and you're getting six four packs. Yeah, I, I sort of see that. But, like, if you're walking out with armfuls of this beer, there's really no need for it. Limit it so that the people who go are the people who get it. I'm saying this is somebody who didn't go and is getting it. So, you know, I realize the hypocrisy that's sort of baked in. Um, but yeah, you, you need, you need a limit. That's step number one. And step number two, the online that you said, I said all the way back that day uh, in New York, that, that what should have happened was they went up and down the line and they were given out um, bracelets and the bracelets represented like, if you get the maximum, allotment which there was there was an allotment if you get the maximum allotment it ends here you're the last person and then but you know people don't always get the full allotment so you stick you stick around in line you hope 
and I just didn't understand why with that much time between when people were in line and when they were going to open and sell the beer, they didn't go up and down the line and start asking people, how much are you intending on buying? So that they would have a better idea, you know, to, to, they would have a better idea. And that is solved by the online. People order their allotment, order as much as they want to order. And then you know when it's out. When it's sold out, it's sold out and you can't get anymore. And then you go later in the day and you pick it up. You know, and Jeff, there is one more piece to this. And there is one more piece of the, the, the drama that I haven't even addressed yet. So a lot of people were complaining because they would do the pre-sale. They would click the beer. The beer would go into their cart. And as they were typing in their credit card information, the beer would sell out. So, you know, you have all these people who are literally typing in their CVV code. And then when they go check out, the beer is gone. To me, the beer should be spoken for once it hits the cart. Because it's not, this isn't who's, uh, this isn't uh, who wants to be a millionaire. This isn't a fastest finger question. It should be, you know, once you claim your beer in your, it's, it's like if you're at the grocery store, like once you put something in your cart, they're not going to come along and take it away from you. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I, I don't know that that can be as much put on the brewery as it can be just put on uh, like e-merchandising in general, because like that happened with the, the PlayStation, the PlayStation five is people, you know? And so like e-commerce needs to adjust to that. Um, and I, I know you weren't putting it on the brewery, but I think that is important to know. Well, they they actually addressed it in their, I guess, their apology slash question and answering post on Instagram. They addressed the fact that people are upset that the beer was in their cart and then it was removed because, you know, someone was quicker putting in their credit card information. And they said that they could address it, that they could address that issue. I think it's the choice of the brewery. It might cost a little bit more in terms of that service. But I think it is an adjustment. I also think, you know, like in terms of you said, if I own my own brewery, I think you need to understand your own popularity. I mean, people love Nugget Nectar and look forward to it every year. And knowing the beer community and knowing what other beer releases are like for hype, hyped up beers, you've got to know how things are going to sell. You know, you've got to know that your beer is already popular. You're going to take it up a notch it's going to sell fast. So, you know, they said that they wish they would have sent more out to like sent any out to wholesalers. They wish they would have shared the love a little bit. Um, And there's all these things that they wish they would have done. And, you know, I think for some, for a brewery that doesn't normally do hype releases like this, you know, you, you live and you learn and then you get better. And it seems like they have an interest in doing so. So that's a good thing. And I think that coming out and admitting that they made mistakes that takes a lot. And I think they hopefully got a lot of the people who were angry back into their good graces. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like I said, I really think it was a perfect storm in that they didn't know how big a deal it was going to be because I went out to Trogues over the summer. Um, and I like it, it was in August and it was around the time that all those um, Black is Beautifuls were being released. Uh, and I got some of that and I, I sort of expected, and that was a brewery only. Uh, and I expected that to be a big deal and it wasn't at all. Uh, and I think that's sort of what Trogues in their apologies. Like we have done some brewery only releases and we fully expected this to last two weeks and it lasted minutes. Uh, so, you know, I'm glad 
it's unfortunate that they made that big a miscalculation into what their uh, popularity is, but it is good that, you know, now they've hopefully learned what the demand is for that beer. And so here's another idea, Matt, and that's shifting the availability, shifting the allotment even. So first of all, Trogues had no allotment. That's a mistake. But if you start the day intending to make the allotment a case per person, and then you see that the demand is there, there's 500 people in line, 700 people in line, cough, cough that day, that day three years ago. Why don't you adjust the allotment? Why don't you adjust the allotment to two, four packs a person so that more of the people can get the beer? What is hurt by, by saying instead of fewer people being able to get more beer, more people are allowed to get less beer? Yeah, I mean, to me, if you're if I if I was owning a brewery, I would care that a couple. I would care about a couple of things. I would care that my beer sells, of course, because that's my livelihood, that's my business. But if I had a choice between having a hundred people get the beer and two hundred get the beer, and it's the same amount of beer, and I'm making the same amount of money, I'm choosing two hundred because I want more people to get it because if more people get it, more people enjoy it. It creates a better feeling around the release. And then, you know, they tell their friends, they come back, you know, that day when we went to other half, it made me not like, not like them. And it made that experience in terms of the seven breweries we visited that day, you know, even though we got 10 growlers, that was the worst of the seven. You know, that was the one that I had least fun at. So, I mean, you don't want that as an owner of a business. I mean, you just don't. So how can you go about, you know, appeasing and appealing to your fans and, and, and people who aren't your fans yet? Because I hadn't had, I don't think anything from other half at that point in my life. So the fact that that was my first experience really, you know, t- turned me away from them. So let's now look at it from the other side, not from the, uh, not from the person in line looking at the brewery. And almost not even from the, the brewery looking at the people in line, but let's look at it from an, from an outsider's perspective. Because what I was saying when you were sharing all these screenshots of reactions on our group chat was, grow up, beer nerds. <laughs> like, it's just beer. And so, you know, th- that's a little facetious on my part because we've been through it. We had that whole, we had that whole situation and we had that experience and we were really pissed at other half and we didn't really buy other half for quite a while i've since gone back to other half realized they have really good beer and i like them again and so you know there are a lot of people saying i've been drinking trogues for 15 years and now i'm never gonna drink any grow up honestly i mean it's it's one day it's one bad experience can can you please and this is sort of like the the guy who works in marketing side of my brain like can you please let the 15 years of good experiences you've had outweigh the the one bad just for a second like calm down i, I know that the internet heightens everything uh and you know anonymity and the ability just to put words out there without repercussions sort of heightens things but like Calm down. I'm on the fence between this because part of me is like, yeah, give them a break. This is the first time they're brewing this beer. Like this, they don't usually do these kind of releases. And then my mind goes to, well, maybe they shouldn't be doing these kind of releases. Maybe they should have, they should have done more research about what this type of beer could bring to them in terms of hype, in terms of people, in terms of desire, in terms of, you know, what consumers are looking for. But so I'm, I'm really, I'm straddling the fence. 
Yeah, but you're applying the lo- you're applying logic to it, right. and w- w- all these all these people who were who were being real angry were applying emotion. To I it. So saw, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I saw calm down. I saw people saying like, oh, I was gonna take off work for this the next day, like for that Friday, and I'm thinking, take like. Well, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, the people actually did take off. Like, they took off from work. They had already gotten the day off, and they were planning on going to the brewery. And I'm like, it, it just shows you, like, what's bigger, the hype or the beer itself? Because, Jeff, we're going to get this beer. And I've heard great things. And who knows if the untapped ratings are inflated because people have the weight, because of the, you know, how rare it is. But, you know, Adam, our friend who who got our four packs for us, he had a couple of them last night and said it was great. He said it's exactly what you think of when you think of a double version of Nugget Nectar. So, like, part I'm I'm trying to look at it like I'm try I try to see it from all angles because especially because I wanted to do this episode. It's just a, a very difficult situation, and you know, yeah. like I get the I get why people were upset, as upset as they got. Probably not. I get why Trogues struggled. I don't get Trogues' decisions that they made. I actually think every decision they made around this release was poor. Um, I don't think you should be having people wait in line during COVID. I think that's another thing that, like, if I was owning a brewery, I wouldn't have done any general store release. I think that in these times, you need to really think about that. And looking at all these hype breweries that used to do these huge can releases... Like I think about Hudson Valley, they not only are they not doing line, you know, can releases with with long lines, they you they're shipping beer, like they're shipping it. Like my mom got me some as you as I've said on here for for Hanukkah. Like I received a beer that I used used to dream about because you used and not really dream, but like think about and uh, because you would have to go up to Beacon, New York, and wait for three hours in line. You know, other half is shipping. This just this week, Trillium is shipping like all of these hype breweries that have adjusted their model because of coronavirus. So, yeah, I mean, I think Trogues, like you said, every decision they made was wrong. But uh, just to go quickly back to the point of the the people who said I was going to take off work. Listen, I identify with that a lot. (laughs) Like I'm a person who takes off work for a week to go follow a a really uh, unfamous musician uh, around the country. (laughs) So, like, I get I get shirking your responsibilities for something fun, uh, you know, and I would take off to go stand in line for something. Uh, and sure. But unless that, unless the beer is going to grow back all of your hair and make me lose 70 pounds, like it, there, it can't be good enough to justify the anger. It, it, it could be good enough to justify having taken the day off and you know had some fun but it's not worth the anger now jeff you and i have had a lot of good beer in our lives and a lot of good beer together we've experienced a lot of wonderful wonderful beverages what's a beer that you can honestly say was worth whatever weight not not necessarily in a line but like in terms of like it's usually it's only offered once or twice a year around us it's only you know what beer do you think is worth the weight and always lives up to the buildup, the hype. Dinner. D- dinner. And that I know that's what you were going to say, too. Yeah. It's dinner from, from Maine. I think I've had it twice. The one day uh, was that day that um, the Eagles played Jacksonville in London, 
And so I woke up super early. I had a little brew day. Like I made, you know, I made beer. I put it in the fermenter. I put it away. And then I, I met my brother-in-law at a bar in Havertown, um, which had no business having dinner on tap. They, you know, they just had a main takeover. Uh, and we had it. And I was like, this is great. I'm so happy I had this. And it's, it's worth the wait. And then you and I had it at uh, 320. And, you know, I was just like, you know, I actually, I think lunch is better than this. And then I took a sip. I was like, I'm stupid. This is the best. It's dinner. The answer is dinner. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's definitely the one that I always think of um, that, that beer. And, you know, we've, we've talked about it on here. We, you know, we've had Pliny the elder, Pliny the younger, Pliny for president together. We've had those three. We've had Hetty Topper. We've had a focal banger together. You know, we've had a lot of those, you know, I'll even throw a hop slam into this. We've had hop slam, you know, in terms of the hype beers that I can remember from my entire time drinking beer, but dinner, there's just something about that beer. It's, it always tastes like it literally just arrived. Like, like it was just like, it tastes so fresh whenever we've had it, that it's such a, and it, and it's such a perfect beer. It's not, like it, it's bi-coastal it's no coastal like i can't even it's its own thing and it's perfect but here's the thing matt this even goes back to prove my point even more the times before i had dinner that i thought i had a chance to have dinner and didn't get it it, it i'm i'm fine it like it didn't bother me that much and and even now i know even now that i know how good it is I'm not bothered by those times. And we don't know how good double nuggets going to be. We're, we're assuming it's going to be great because Adam told us and it's trogues and it's nugget nectar, but, but doubly nugget nectar. <laughs> so we're assuming it's going to be very good, but like, I still wouldn't be, when you told me that it, they messed up and we weren't going to get it. I was just like, ah, that's a shame. Can't wait for nimble giant. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. I was like, ah, oh, uh, better luck next year. Like that. It was that kind of thing. And, you know, Jeff, it's funny. I recall an event that Pinocchio's did. They opened up at like eight o'clock one morning. It was a Saturday morning and they had just gotten a drop from Bissell Brothers. And this was before Bissell Brothers was sending substance down here, like pretty regularly. And they were doing these mixed five packs, I think, or four packs of Bissell Brothers. And I was one of the first people there and the, everyone who was there, one of the first, you know, 25 or 35, whatever, uh, I guess it was 24. They had a case of everything. And I got my beer, but then someone got there late. Someone was like, one of the regulars got there late and he walked in. He's like, you got any of the Bissell left? And they're like, nah, it's sold out real quick. And he's like, uh, yeah. He's like, all right, well, I'll just get Foley brothers. Like there's so much good beer out there now that even if you miss out on the one that's hyped, the beer that's hyped, you know, people still went inside and we're drinking Nugget Nectar and we're drinking, you know, Perpetual, which is yeah. a classic IPA and like all the scratch series that they have there. Like there still are plenty of beers to enjoy, even when you miss out on the hype beer, some of which are just as good. Yeah. And, and we're not trying here to invalidate your reality, like your feelings are your feelings. And and, you know, that's important to acknowledge. But what what we're suggesting is take a step back, take a breath and count to 10 and 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 let it go and realize that there's there's other great beer out there that you can enjoy matt and i enjoyed 
two really good beers that we didn't know whether or not they were going to be really good beers. They are blind tasting. That is next week's episode. And so we hope you tune back in for that. You can subscribe to Take a Shell if you wherever you get podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a nice review. You can reach out to us on social media, on Instagram and Twitter at ShelfyPod and on Facebook.com slash ShelfyPod. Uh, and you can visit us at ShelfyPod.com. That's where we post our full episodes and we give you an opportunity to uh, leave a comment and tell us what you think. Uh, tell your friends about this show. Maybe it's a good thing that you can listen to while you're waiting in line for beer. Until next time, I'm Jeff Martin. And I'm Matt Prince. Cheers. Cheers.